Welcome to the latest dope episode of the Hip Hop Heads podcast, a podcast where No Sage and Novak discuss their favorite hip hop moments. Pull up a chair, grab a beverage, fill up your cup, and get comfortable. This is part one of episode number 44. The episode, so I know exactly. Yes, yes, welcome to another the dope episode of Hip Hop Heads. I'm No Sage along with Novak, and we got a special guest in the building. Milo, what's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Welcome. Uh, man, it's been how, how's your day going so far, man? It's been it's been interesting. I did the hip hop nutcracker earlier, so I came in from that. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, Curtis. What, what is that? What was that? It's uh. What is that? It's like the it's a nutcracker with Curtis Blow. I shot y'all. Can you hear me now? I'm we hear you. Yeah, that's what happens. Curtis Blow did like a set and everything like that today downtown the Cadillac Theater, and uh, it was it was pretty. It, it was okay. I mean, it's one of those things where like you know you see Curtis out there. Curtis, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be ages and this Curtis guy being his sixties almost right now. So he came out with this white, uh, like airbrush shirt on and everything like that. And everybody started cheering. <laughs> women were cheering. I was like, I'm like, man, Curtis still got it, man. So <laughs> it was, it was cool. We had Curtis, DJ, Clue was the DJ. So it was pretty interesting. That's Somebody's cool, like, one of the kids asked, who's DJ Clue? I'm like, you don't know, oh, you, you wouldn't know who DJ Clue is. So I just got quiet and went back into my own world at that point. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, I'm I had about I, that. I want to ask you about that, Novak, because I saw you send me photos and videos of it, and I was like, "What's going on? A Nutcracker for real? Hip hop Nutcracker?" That's a kids' event. We need to talk about it. They would like it. They would like it. That's wild. That's wild. I think one of my guys told me they would regularly go to, um, I think it was like the Q Brothers, and it would be at um, Navy Pier. I don't think they do it anymore, but it was sort of like on a similar vibe, similar like holiday, holiday rap sessions. Yeah, you got you got Sugar Hill here too. They got Sugar Hill uh, version of the hip hop Nutcracker too. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everybody trying to cash in right now. <laughs> you know, folks, folks trying to stay relevant, but it's all good though. I mean, it is fifty years of hip hop. And I can't, I can't blame them. You know, you gotta like, uh, gotta pay uh, respect to the elder statesmen when, when we can. That is true. I mean, we've been blessed. We've been blessed that some of these guys are like by like Teflon at this point. You know, uh, I mean, we lost a few people. Like, you know, Biz Markey checked out. That was kind of sad. Then you know, hit the De La Soul situation. Um, so yeah, we've been we've been fortunate that a lot of the people we grew up listening to are still here. But, you know, definitely giving their flowers now while you see them because they, they'll disappear before you even know it at, at some point. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. So, yeah, I apologize. Something was going on with my uh, specs earlier on my, my microphone or something. But I'm back. And I was going to say we got a guest in the building, Mr. Um, Marlo. I know you from... Uh, the PBA streets, the PBA basketball streets. What's up, man? Yeah, man. Uh, I think I've been playing 
trying to do the math right now. It's it's got to be like twenty plus years, because I was playing when I was a shorty, and I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in in it today. Um, not as often as as I would like to be in terms of playing. Um, right. But yeah, that's that was like my honestly that was my AAU because I didn't have the money to play AAU. Um, when I was in like grade school and high school, so yeah, that on on the weekend Sundays, <clears throat> that was my that was my AAU my basketball experience on the weekends. I respect you saying that because like me and Novak have uh, chatted about the AAU, um, you know, uh, culture as it were, and it's it is pretty pricey. So um, yeah. Oh, nobody, did you ever play for AAU? I did. I mean, it's... Uh, I know you know the ins and outs because, like, you had your daughter in there at one point and then you kind of decided not to and, you know, things of that nature. It, it's, it's the money. It's the money thing I don't like. And it's the fact that kids are not getting any better anymore doing it. And, you know, all they do is shoot threes. They, it, it, it's almost like, it, you know, then all the facilities around the city are shutting down. Like, you know, where are these cities going? So Windy City, you know, you do a PBA. So Windy City used to be a PBA site back in the day. And I remember we used to square off uh, in that gym a lot, you know, at Windy City. And, you know, you get ran out the gym. It was like, oh, the Filipino cats came in. They're killing people. And so, you know, we you up in there. Because, you know, a lot of dudes come in that condition. And you know how it is when you really love basketball. And you got to explain with Chicago it is when you love doing something you gotta be you gotta you ain't gotta be great at it. you just gotta have a lot of heart out there a lot of cats come in with that super talent or whatever that height and they get devastated i've seen it i've seen happen so much in the city you're like you guys just lost about 30. yeah they brought 25 people to the game but you know what you guys got ran up out of here so it's like uh i was the aau is not the same as it used to be i think you better off man honestly i had a guy give me some really good advice the other day he's like you coach your kid you, you you're the only person to hold your kid accountable the coach is not going to do that so this came from an older guy who told me that hey look appreciate the time you got now with your family members and stuff teach them the game the right way and they come back you know they come back either in some form or help them out later in life you know if they, they don't, if you ain't got a hoop forever but it is nice to have that option to go play anywhere you want to play. That's the way I look at it sometimes. You know, I I, I miss playing every day, but if you only get once or twice a week, it's good with me at this point. But, you know, with the kids, you know, you just got to try to keep them, you know, keep them, uh, keep them happy doing it because, yeah, you got kids riding bench in AAU that's like 12 years old, Jay. <laughs> you know, again, they don't even get in. They're paying 200 bucks, man, 200 bucks a week, and they're sitting on the bench. And I'm like, this is, this is not normal. So, I mean, my thing is, I, you know, I, we try to, you know, my daughter's team, I help the sixth grade team, we try to balance the minutes out and everything so everybody plays. Because, you know, I, you know, everybody plays on the team no matter what. So, we know kids that wouldn't play somewhere else to get in confidence now, and they're actually hitting jump shots and stuff. So, we're trying to develop one through 10 instead of, you know, one through three, like they do in most of the city. So we got 10, I'm trying to get 10 killers right now. I'm trying to get 10 little killers right now. We're working on it. What program was that? Uh, it's right door to school, Old St. Mary's. Uh, they're, they're, out, they're out the South Loop. She was on Warriors. Warriors basketball is like, they were the north side. So Warriors is pretty much like all the kids from like uh, like Humble Park, 
you got a lot of kids from like North Shore and they bring them all together. So, you know, of course, you know, the Humble Park kids are uh, at the office. The other kids are paying for the program. If you are, you know how this stuff works. It's almost <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what That's I'm talking about. <laughs> you need That's the money true, and then you, need, and then you need the kids to come to jail. People are like, how did they get on the team? I'm like, you're paying for it. That's the reason how they got on the team. Better ones doing all the work, you know, at this point. But sometimes with these kids, you just got to be real with them and say, hey, look, man, you ain't as nice as you think you is, but I can help you get nice or help you get to where you want to go. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times they got to drop their ego at the door. You know, like, yeah, we got some, you know, some sixth some grade buttholes out there. Let me ask you on the basketball circuit. But, you know, I just want them to have fun. I told my kid, I don't care if you stop playing today. Just let me know. I just want you to be happy what you do at this point. You know, it, you know, go out there, represent, get off the court. You know, you ain't got to cry about it. Man, it's, it's some terrible attitudes out there. You know, I, like I would, I give a shout out right now. One of my guys over at Lincoln Park, my guy Beebs, I give a shout out to Beebs. You know, um, that program, he went there in high school. Lincoln Park High School just knocked off Whitney Young. That ain't been done in a long time. And uh, and those said, you know, Beebs, they knocked them off. And I was like, wow. And so this guy, he's he's a dog, man. Beebs has always been one of my favorite point guards. Right? And that's, that's uh, Jay Furs. And uh, to see them knock off Whitney Young. And Whitney Young's program, you know, a lot more money in, than Lincoln Park's program. So when Lincoln Park touched them, what that tells you right there is, is how bad you want it at this point. And those kids are working. And they got their own. They, they're out of Demons, Demons Chicago. So the Demons program is all Lincoln Park. So he's basically he's basically he's you know he's building MCs over there pretty much in those days. So he he's he got these little kids, man, he's and he's uh teenagers, man. He's building killers over there right now. So I salute Beebs on that. Yeah, um, I think I uh, I can go on and on about this uh AU um BS that's going on, but <laughs> um we we got our we got our own program too is this probably a good time for me to advertise it, but <laughs> we, uh, I think the difference that, that my, my program is called, um, Triumph Hoops Academy, but I think we're just a, we're like a smaller mom and pop kind of feel in terms of a, a, a program. And, um, the difference is we, we build our kids up from, I mean, four and five right now we have our, we have a little program started for, for the babies, but, um, our eighth graders right now, they started about four or five years ago. And you can, you can tell how much skill they have just because they've been working. But the biggest thing is they don't move. Um, they don't move to different programs, which is what I think a lot of kids do nowadays. Mm -hmm. Oh, my friend's over here. Let me go follow them. No, they're, they're with the same kids throughout the whole year, summer, winter, whatever. So everything's getting stacked on whatever they learn and they're they're staying with the same kids so they're building that cohesion with them but um yeah i think and that's something that the filipino community does like they stay with they stay with that, mm -hmm. that filipino team till they're 35 years old you know and th that chemistry is just there for them i mean that's, that's the way it should be to be real just the way yep. uh, that's the way you know you think in terms of uh we were like that out west, man. and like on the west side, I went to Resurrection, which is no more. And that grammar school, like, you know, we played 80 games a year, man. So we became like family. And then you get to high school, you might stick with them and go, like, you know, no stage, all those cats went to Gordon Tech. 
So basically you're feeding into these high schools right now. So you guys already know, like you keep together as a group, you can do something special. Now, you know, if you guys start breaking off as a group or your eighth graders all go different directions, then, you know, you're not that effective, you know, bless you, or, or you can't do that special thing. I mean, because you know, when you get that special group, you know, you know who they are, that group you get, you're like, man, these guys, these guys here, man, can change the whole city. And it's like, it's, it's like, man, I'm checking out your, I'm checking, I'm checking out Lee by example, checking out your Instagram and everything like that. It's beautiful, man. You think in terms of, you got everybody coming out, you got everybody representing, you got everybody working toward one common goal. I mean, because, yeah, you're right. Hey, you ain't family. Hey, you was business at this point. Yeah. That's the biggest issue. Yep. Yep. That's a, it's a cash cow, man. And, and I'm, uh, I was blessed to, to kind of be affiliated with some programs and just check it out. Um, cause I, I took what I saw from there and what I liked from there and kind of implemented it to our program. But and you go into any of those practices, this seven or eight teams sharing one gym, six basket, like, come on, <laughs> come on. How many, how many real drills can you do? How many, uh, how much, uh, how much attention can you keep from all these kids in one Um, and yeah, I mean, they just throw the ball out there and say, go get it. And, you know, I know you talking about throw the ball out there. You got, you know, like, I don't know if you ever caught the Wendy city set, city fellows where they closed down and they got them programs to come through there. No, say it should be like 400 kids running around with one whistle. And so, and they, and they, you talk to every kid is four hundred dollars. So you got four hundred dollars running around the court. Then they charge them twenty five bucks to try out. So you pay twenty five bucks to try out. You pay four hundred dollars for six weeks. And then you know what happens in that situation is most of those kids don't even play or, or they don't come. At the, you know they, they don't like the program, so they end up keeping the four hundred dollars. Your kid don't go no more. So it, it's a it's a lot of drama in that situation. Like um, I, what I want to see more in the city is more facilities. Like you know. Man, if you open up more facilities in the city, you know, you, you could take those kids and develop them better rather than have to pay for gym time. That's the big drama in the city of Chicago, gym time. It's, it's not as bad as ice time if you play hockey. I had a lot of places play hockey and stuff like that. Hockey time is nuts, man. But gym time in Chicago is getting scarce because it's the same programs, it's the same gyms all day. And they put an embargo on that stuff, you know, it's around the city, unless you know somebody. So Marlo, you brought up um, a couple of the brands and I definitely wanted you to kind of share your story a bit. And I can't not think of basketball and hip hop in the same conversation. Um, I I definitely look up to you and it's just kind of like crazy for me. You know what I'm saying? Like basketball and hip hop always go together. Like, I don't know, like pizza thin crust and RC Cola or something like that. But I mean, it's like, I, I appreciate you bringing up the Triumph brand because um. I actually had my kids um, join and I had a lot of joy when I was in PBA, you know, coming up, like when I was a, a young, a young like baller, I think they call it like the peewee um, division at that point. And it was just nice that, you know, y'all kind of reinvigorated um, some of that youth um, basketball um, blood into the, in, in, into the leagues. And um, when you coached my, my older one, I just remember how animated you were out there. So I just knew that, you know, it was it was part of you. It, it didn't feel like it was it was phony or nothing. You were authentic out there, and I just appreciate you. You know, kind of like um, charging forward with with everything and everything that you do. It seems like. Yeah, man, it, it, enjoy having them too. Man. 
great listener and just easily coach. He just needs to play more reps. Like he played on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to cut his day. <laughs> So um, uh, I think I also saw your brand like being promoted at the um, what was it the festival earlier this uh, year the the Manila Zoo like um weekend, um, yeah. Uh, say say a bit about like um you know promoting the brand there and just you know just other things that you've been involved in. Sure, man. Uh, I mean, on you got it in the background right there. Um, our brand. Um, I started a full feature full time. Um, and basically, our mission is to empower people to model behaviors that they wish in other people. I do a lot in terms of just uh, being in front of youth. Teacher, I'm a basketball father, and um, realize do positive or negative, kids will pick that up, or others. Are. So, um, our apparel just serves as a tangible reminder that. Um, because we can be really the to the people um, positively or negatively. So hopefully kind of reminds you to And I, I like I like the logo. I like the logo and everything. Like I, I picked the hoodie when I first got on. Like the hoodie's nice. Like uh, I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm a big hoodie guy. So I saw it. I'm like, I gotta get one of those. I mean, uh, I got the elephant pretty much. You know, when you think about how strong the elephant is, an elephant leads everything. It create elephants create other leaders. You know, the way I always taught that. You know, you you never seen an elephant misguided out there. <laughs> you know, you see every other animal that can't figure it out. Elephants are probably the smartest animals on the planet. You think about it. So I understand it. Like um, in terms of like. I guess with, with with your brands right now, uh, you got you got lead by example. Uh, how do you uh, like right now? This, this with the, with your basket with the basketball program that integrates with the basketball as well, right? Um, in some ways, I think uh, it, before it was an apparel brand. Um, lead by example was just a mantra for me, and uh, and I was heavy into basketball. Uh, I would be the shortest guy on the team, but um hey I'm my my course and that that term or that lead by would be um just getting done with the also that example I've been putting it as well. Um teammates but too that's kind of where the whole Mantra or the idea of the brand came in. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I, like, I love that. Yeah, I love it too. Um, is it, is it coming? Your, your your audio is coming a little in and out for some reason, but um, I hear most of it. I was gonna say also, um, Novak, check this out. I'm not sure if I ever showed you this. This is like a dope ass shirt. I'm gonna actually take off my. That's pretty cool, man. Like, the feline, the, the feline, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, man. There's another dope one he had um, that I think my my older kid has, where it's kind of like the um, the champion logo, but it says Filipino on it, right? Yeah, let me see if I can pull it up. That was nice. That was nice. 
but definitely like stuff uh -huh. like that you know it's like that like speaks to my my hip-hop slash basketball blood you know it's like all these like recognizable things that kind of just um bring me back to simpler times and uh <laughs> i mean i love those shirts uh, like i see them everywhere too i feel like uh that, that manila zoo and that just um being at that event kind of kind of helped me put the brand out there however i've kind of revamped it where um i don't just put out you know filipino <laughs> filipino only shirts just because if i want to be a a big brand like novak's not gonna wear a philippine <laughs> a fila fila filipino shirt you know what i'm saying so You'd be surprised, man. If I could, if I could put it on my low top, my, my low top uh, 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 I do it. I, I, I'm, I'm about the fashion of it. It's like you think like it's no different than guys rocking chase shirts. You think about that whole situation. So I look at it like if it looked nice, I rock it. Because you know everybody rocks everybody gear in that situation. Yeah. Well, I feel that. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Oh, here go my son wearing it. Let's see if it don't show. Yeah, that's uh, not right there. Uh, that's pretty cool. Was it champion? But it's safe. Uh, but again, uh, it was clean. a Filipino event. It was a Filipino event, so I I just you know I had to had to attend to the to the crowd <laughs> to the audience, right? Yeah, I mean, but you think about you think about basketball and hip hop, like no say you're saying it, it intersects. I mean, like, you know, especially if you think in terms of like every every you know, the way we hoop sometimes or what you listen to for you hoop, it's hip hop everywhere in that regard. So that's I think that's what got me into basketball. And I was just shorty is that I you know, the way we got basketball was when those gyms were packed like west side, south side, north side. There was always a DJ. There was always a party at every basketball game. So that's how, that's what got us to the basketball. A lot of my, a lot of my buddies started hooping because they wanted to go to the dance after the basketball game. <laughs> so they didn't want to hoop, but hooping became second love. It became primary love after you discovered that if I get good at this, everybody like me in my neighborhood. Everybody like me on my block, or 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 you get you get respect on all sides of the city. It ain't nothing like going to another side of the city and somebody recognizing that you put work in or they know you know for putting in work. So it's a it's a it's a respect thing, you know, university in this city. Anywhere you go and hoop, basketball, man, like I didn't understand it much until I, I went away for college and then I came back. But when you say Chicago, <laughs> it ain't west side, north side, south side. It's the city of Chicago. They group us all together in one pot and say, Oh, you from the shy. Oh, you guys ball. So it's like it's it's a nice thing to hear, but yeah, basketball was like the the background music for us most of the time, or or whatever was hot at that point in time. We were balling out out there. What what do you what do you think is the biggest what do you think is the big, biggest challenge right now working kids today? What do you think is the biggest issue you're running into? Your audio coming in okay, Marlo? No, it's not. Oh, no. I can hear you good now. Okay, now. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
we hear. Oh, you sound, you sound, you sound loud and clear. There we go. Yeah. Before right, you cool. riff on that, I did also want to stack on what Novak said too. Is kind of like some of my guys we had on this podcast. They were telling me about mixtapes that I would make for them in high school to be the walkout music. You know what I mean? Like be the intro music to like our our warm ups, right? And it's kind of like. Even when I'm old man hooping now, like there's always somebody bringing like a wireless speaker, and it's like when mm -hmm. they're jamming with something, I'm like, I sort of feel like there's something lost. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it definitely is like the background music, and yeah, it's like I cannot, I cannot not think about like hip hop when I'm playing basketball. Although there are some cats that will play, you know, country or EDM or something else from time to time. I'm like, all right, fine, that's cool, let's roll, let's you know, let's do it. <laughs> And they don't get picked up by us. <laughs> You're not on my team. <laughs> but also, too, like, uh, with, with hip-hop and basketball, like, if anybody makes a mixtape nowadays, what are they putting as their their music, right? Like, when they when they make a highlight tape or you make a, a reel on Instagram, I'm not searching R&B or rock. <laughs> like, it's definitely hip-hop. A hundred percent. I believe that. I appreciate that. And it's like, um, to kind of like go back to what Novak was bringing up earlier, I feel like there's a rhythm on the court and, you know, there's like sort of like that unteachable rhythm when you teach like youngsters on the court, right? So it's like when they're tapping into that like element of their game, it's almost like I don't know. It's almost like they're breakdancing out there, right? When they're like um, crossing over fools and whatnot. So that that in itself is like a hip hop like gesture, I would say. But yeah, I guess to kind of like um, double down on what Novak was saying, like, is there is there something that you feel like is a little, I don't know if challenge is the right word, but like different to kind of like um, aid in 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 some of these um, some of these ballers games nowadays? Because you know, it's like the game has changed a bit. And um, I mean, I it, it was a uh, it was cutting out for Novak. That's why I was looking crazy on the oh, okay. on the video. Yeah. But um, it, if the question is about like just um, what what I think the youth needs to work on nowadays, mm -hmm. it, yeah, more or less. Oh, I mean, it's it's always going to be fundamentals for me. Um, it's always going to be fundamentals, and I feel like again with our program. Um, we teach, like, if you go to a park district program, right. And you, you enroll your kids into, into basketball, a basketball class, they're just going to have them get in line and then tell them to dribble up and shoot. Right. They don't teach them how to shoot. They don't teach them how to hold the ball. We spend, we spend four weeks on how to hold the ball before we actually get into a move to go shoot the ball. Cause what's the point of them wasting their money if I just tell them to run up and shoot and they're just chucking it, right? No, let's, I don't care if you miss a hundred times, but if it looks, if it looks like this, we're good because by the time you get stronger, that thing is going to go in and it's just repetition. Hey, you held your follow through. Hey, your arm was up towards the ceiling. Like eventually it's going to click because your strength is going to get there, but you have all the mechanics. So if that ball is rotating backwards, it, it, it's going to go in. Eventually, you just have to keep stacking that skill and keep a, and and we're on them about it. We teach the same stuff over and over, and if they they keep hearing it, hey, it's going to click sometime. But 
Yeah, I, I would say um, fundamentals for sure. Um, we even with my fifth graders and sixth graders who've been in the program for a while, like the first thing we do is shoot mid-range shots, ten minutes, mid-range shots, mid-range shots. Because if you if you can't make ten in a row mid-range, five in a row mid-range, why are you out there shooting the three? <laughs> you out there shooting the three? Right, because if your fundamentals, if your shot looks good and perfect at the mid range, if you if you even don't shoot a three, like don't practice a three, and you pull up from three, your mechanics will be well enough where that ball has a good chance of going in. So that's where I'm at. Um, and I think um, one of the things that's killing the game right now is these these mixtapes, these hoop mixtapes, and these highlights these Instagram reels, because that's all they're watching. What they need to be watching is, like, they need to search coaches talk on YouTube. Like, search a college coach talk about how to play the game. And that's that's when you'll learn something, I feel like, because now they're just doing all this trickery. And <laughs> I, I hate when kids go in layup lines, try to do a 360 layup or a, a – through the legs layup. Like, when are you ever going to do that? And you just missed six layups, regular. <laughs> why are you trying to do, why are you, why are you trying, and your footwork is off on your opposite hand. Like, how, why, why are we doing this now? So, again, fundamentals. It's a, it's a very general statement, but, man, take you a long way. Uh, you're right about that. It, it is scary to see when you see a sixth grader come in jail with with a, with a with a double step back with no dribble and pull off from three and shoot an air ball, and then and then everybody you know and then everybody laughing at the kid because you know I, I'm dealing with the little girl like little girls and little boys are funny, so sixth grade girls you were you know you're right we scream I'm screaming beef every day balance eyes elbow follow through I'm screaming I got him shooting one hand from two feet from the basket for like 30, 40 minutes. The problem you get a lot of times is that they want to play full court. And I'm looking like, you guys can't play half court. You know, space mm-hmm. is bad. You probably you probably see the spacing issues. They don't know how to V-cut. They don't know how to flare to get open. They uh, they don't move. They bring their defender to the ball. We, this new thing I'm starting to do now is take the balls away and make them run around with no balls. And uh, they, that, was a, that was a main trick our coaches used to do with us in grammar school is take, we have a ballless practice. When you have no balls, man, you're just out there pretending to play basketball and people space out. And uh, I thought it was mean as hell when I was a kid, but I totally understand, like, what you're saying, like, it's the fundamentals. You know, we said, guys, if I turn my head up wrongly on the help side, I can hit upside the head with the basketball. You can't do that today. But back then, <laughs> that's how I learned to play defense. I only play defense because, if, you know, if I'm not in my stance, my fingers ain't pointed, I ain't moving my feet, the ball's going to smack me in the back of my head. So at some point, I think mm-hmm. it clicked around a sixth, seventh grade for me, if I don't get my ass down and get get on that help side, something bad will happen to me. You know, I'm scoring off. A coach will hit me with the ball, man. Or, or like, you know, I mean, what we went through probably was abuse. <laughs> what they go through today, you know, as you know, is more, hey, if you keep reaching like that, because everybody wants, they all want to steal the ball. Like, these jump balls in these games? Have you, have you seen any jump balls that are in the fifth or sixth grade game? It's like offense almost for them. They tie you up and they, they look for the arrow. The kids look straight at the scores desk. It's our ball. <laughs> it's like that is not that you know that you know, you gotta play a little bit cleaner than that. You know, I told I told my kid the other day, I'm like, when we reach, 
Coach and I was put our hand off. He'll turn his ring around and slap us with his ring across our knuckles. That's the way they'll stop reaching. And so I was like, I can't do that to you guys. You know, you can't, you can't say suicides in practice no more. You know about that. So you got to say ladders. You can't say, uh, like with girls, you say man to man. They look at you like it's offensive. I'm like, well, person to person. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take gender out of basketball. Let's do a, let's do a person to person. You got it. Cause you know, little girls get upset. Why is it man to man? I'm like, what do you want me to call it? What about girl to girl? Like, all right, it's girl to girl. Let's do a three girl weave up and down the court. So I had to change my <laughs> pronouns, but but I would say like, you know, I, I agree with you. Fundamentals is the biggest issue. I got so many little girls coming to jail trying to shoot half court threes or or the new one is I want to duck. I got to tell my kid the other day, daddy, daddy can duck a basketball. You, I'm not going to say never duck a basketball, but don't count on it. I want you to learn how to make a layup. Maybe you slap the glass. Mm-hmm. But if you have a duck of basketball, the game, you know, it's like Godzilla evolution. We evolved to the point where, you know what? Y'all ducking basketballs like that? Then you guys, we just have one NBA at this point. To be honest with you, but I think that's the that's the fantasy, I think, one day, is that if they ever catch up and you're starting to see it now, I've seen little girls in high school dunking balls now. And they're doing oh, yeah. it clean, man. Marlo, they're doing it clean. I saw a little girl like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I was in Elgin. She took off off stride and dunked the ball. I just put, man, I put my cup down. I was just like, game, and this is a seventh grader. Seventh grader. She was six one. She took off and ducked in his stride. And I was just like, I was like, man, this is this world is changing right now. I give it about 10 years before you got girls throwing lobs to each other. Give it 10 years. Probably shorter than that, yeah, man. But, Probably shorter than that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, it ain't the height though. I keep telling them, like, I had buddies that are like five, six, five, seven ducking, dunking on people, man. And they were like, what 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 why did he dunk on people? He wanted it. You know, if you're doing if you're doing you know, if you're doing plyometrics, if you're doing the calf raise, you get the fast twitch muscles rolling and everything like that. There's there's some guys out there that catch you nasty out there. You know, you be out there like this guy, you know, this little dude just tried to duck on me. But it does happen. You know, you get you get somebody sneak up on you and you be like, okay, he just man, he went up like he was six <laughs> four. But you know, never have never underestimate a hooper. I always tell these guys, you know, people have respect for your opponent. You don't know exactly how, how that little girl's good or little boy is good. Be careful what you say out there until you understand it, basically. I, you know, it's more of a humble approach to basketball. You can you get blessed anywhere in this city. You just gotta understand there's somebody out there looking to kill you. And I teach them every day, like, you know, either be either, either you're a hunter or you're getting hunted out there. But at the same time, respect the game. Don't waste my time in the gym. Don't show up with them mm-hmm. shoes on. Oh, they're terrible, man. They show up mm-hmm. missing the shoe. Or, or I need to, I need the new Kobe's. You ain't Kobe, man. You ain't Kobe, son. You ain't even, you know, you can buy the new Kobe's, but you still ain't nice. It doesn't matter at this point. I, I want to start them off with Air Force Ones in the gym. I'm like, look, you guys can start off the Air Force One whites, man. Or you know what? The ones are nice, you're getting the black Air Force Ones. That's about it. So, the, the shoe game is, the, the, shoe, the shoe game is out of control with the kids. How, how do y'all, how do y'all feel about this kind of, uh, off topic from shoes, but how do y'all feel about um the celebrations nowadays? Uh, like when uh when people shoot small. a three, mm-hmm. yeah, when people shoot a three, when people take it in, whatever score a layup, yep, the two small ones. But again, this yeah. there's celebrations over on everything. What do y'all? How do y'all feel about that? Yeah, that's wild yeah. because like you know, kind of seeing the two small stuff. 
like it was a little jarring at first but now it's been done so many times by even tall and short fools it's like all right what <laughs> language now i guess i guess we got to rock with it and then you know get a three ball up is crazy too it's like um throwing up the little okay sign you know mm-hmm. and not even looking at it right like okay i guess we're at the point where you just lob it up there and you're just like going back in d because like that's how confident you are mm-hmm. man it's it's a little off base. <laughs> Have you seen the balls one yet? Have you seen the one where they they, they do like the thing that like they cuff and they balls, man? It's like you know some kid told me a killer. So he does he does the ball motion, and the first time I saw like an eighth grader do it, I had to pause for a minute. I'm like, you ain't got no hair on your balls, man. I mean, no disrespect, you know. He out there like like, like a, you know he did the gorilla he did the gorilla sign to one of the kids out there. He had a three, and he did it like he had balls, man. And I looked at him for a second, like, come on, man. You know, my my take on it is you can do that. You that you can do that stuff to a certain point, but from a coaching perspective, I try to make them stop doing that stuff because it's gonna turn into a fight. And you know, everybody's sensitive now, so their sensitivity with these kids. Kids cry at games now. We didn't cry like that. You know, our generation didn't cry. You know, what we did. We got even. So it, it's different today. Like you know, um, kids talk a lot of trash, man. I, I would say they're a different generation than we were. We played the dozens. They play the dozen. Somebody got to talk to the school shrink. Somebody need somebody need to have an off day or have a um, I forgot they call it a uh, a day where they don't want to participate. Uh, they got a mental they got a mental, mental health healthcare day, mental health day. These kids, you know, they're not built the same as we are. Like you know, you know, there's some stuff that people say to you in the Chicago in the gym. If you said the same stuff you said in like 2090s, you might kill somebody. You know, I think you know the too small thing, the the okay, the shoot the three and turn around and run back for hit the rim. Oh, it's nuts when they do that now. They let it go and turn around and run up the court and it's an air ball. I saw that a couple of times. I'm like, you know, oh, he ain't hit the rim. And what I do is I yank him off the court at that point. Time out, get him. Come sit next to me. Let's talk about that. I'm like, you think you're that nice, huh? This is talking to little girl. You think you're that nice though? Or the new one is they're all euro stepping. Have you seen the euro? You see when they euro step now toward the basket and they travel and then they want to argue about it? <laughs> Why didn't euro step? Tony Parker does all the time. Tony Parker didn't do that. Tony said <laughs> Tony Parker didn't step like you step. LeBron does it. I'm like, LeBron's a freaking nature. So when LeBron gathers and takes three steps, the NBA allows that. You're not LeBron James. You can't gather and take three steps and miss a layup. Oh, I can't? No, you can't do it. So, I mean, it, I was. <laughs> I would say Stephen Curry's effect on the game and LeBron's effect on the game has changed the way people play the game. I think Steph is Steph has been more influential than LeBron, to be honest with you, because Steph changed Steph has gave everybody hope. That little that small white kid that was a shooter, that black dude's a shooter, whoever's a shooter in the gym. So it's nuts because everybody now feels that I might not be able to run and jump, but I got a 40-foot jump shot and I got a two-foot step back. So that's that's the new basketball world right now, I'm noticing. You know, the celebration you know, conversation too makes me think about like mm-hmm. Novak remembers this point, but um I saw this year the uh the Hulu um Lakers uh legacy um mm-hmm. series or whatever it was. It was like ten ten plus episodes. They tracked it all from the Lake Show era, you know, magic all the way to LeBron. And I think that docuseries is sort of making an argument about like when we were in the Van Axel era, that's kinda like when the LA riots happened, right? So that's when mm-hmm. sort of basketball had a little more gravitas to it. Like people were dunking, people were getting angry. People were like, you know, kind of like doing angry, angsty celebrations. But um, 
I couldn't help but think like those type of gestures were sort of hip hop too. But um, yeah, like if you were to like equate it to to like a rap battle, it's not like you can't have a celebration without like spitting some dope bars first, right? Like you you got you got to go to work, you got to go to battle, and then if you actually came out clean and the crowd enjoyed it, then. I guess you should celebrate. I don't know. Like this, that's pretty really big in football too, right? I mean, like the time bombs and the spinning the football. <laughs> you got more time to do a celebration with that. It becomes like a cheerleading thing too. Uh, I'm teaching them just to stare people down. I, I believe in the stare down. I, I know it's wrong. You know, that's why I got, I've gotten a lot, I've gotten in trouble for staring at people. So I just stare at them. I like, you know, if you get a basket or something like that, you know, you get, I just turn and look. Sometimes you get teed up for that stuff, you know, depending on where you're playing at or, you know, whoever, you know, some referees know what you, they call it uh, taunting at that point. But I think, uh, I think silence is golden, even though yeah. you know, I'm teaching them just like, you know, stare, or even compliment them. Yeah. You know, tell, tell those kids, Hey, good job. Next time I'm going left. <laughs> so <laughs> beat me left last time, basically, or, you know, <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm, I'm teaching them to be, be more clever with it at this point. Make the other kid, you no, know, make the other kid laugh about it because, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's some brutal stuff out there, man. Like, you know, with my, with the kids that I deal with now, we take them out to the south side somewhere and let them ball. It's trauma. <laughs> They're not used to that speed, man. So, you know, every every gym got a different speed circuit. You probably already know about Marlowe. You go into some places, and the kids are like, man, you put the, as soon as that jump ball goes up, those two guards, man, are just like lightning in a bottle. And like, you know, you know what happens you got your kids out there and they're used to playing at certain speed inside that gym. And they get out there, I said, they get out there. I always tell, I compare it to like monster movies. I'm like, hey, you guys are Ghidorah. That's King Kong over there. Let me explain to you how this is going to work. You know, my strategy a lot of times is that we target the kid that's good in the gym when we play against them. I'm like, you got to make that person feel uncomfortable. I got a kid out there, I direct orders. I need you to bump her every time she walks across the lane. She can't run across the lane, skip across the lane. Give a look, bump. And my kids are funny. They were like, Cobra Kai? No, 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 no Cobra Kai. No Cobra Kai. We can't go Cobra Kai. <laughs> well, I tell them, we got five fouls. I, mean, I told one of my one of the girls on the team, no, she, she, she's a big girl. You got five fouls. I'm just letting you know right now. You got two good ones in the first quarters. Two good fouls. The other three, we're going to save those. We'll put those in the box for later. But, you know, if you knock somebody down, you help them up and say you're sorry in that situation. She's like, why well, I got to do that? To say you're sorry. The refs laugh about it. The other week, I think she bumped somebody and knocked this girl down. She looked at her and picked her up. That's how big she is. She picked her up one hand. So I'm so sorry for knocking you down. The ref starts laughing. He stopped the game to laugh. He's just like, did she just help up and apologize? I'm like, you know, don't teach them sportsmanship in that situation. But you can't let the killer on another team get into the middle of the zone I try to get them, you know, we try to play man to man, as you already know. But the zone sometimes is helpful. If the kids can't shoot, zone it up. Grown-ups can't shoot. Put them in the zone. Put them in the zone because they don't know how to hit the gaps in the zone. So when you know you put that two, three out there, that three, two, or a boxing one, you just I mean, I fold my arms on the sideline and try to figure out who's smart enough to figure out what the hell we're running right now. Cause I'm teaching them to read the defense. What are they running? They're in a three-two coach. All right, what are we doing? Are we tacking from the corners? Are we flashing to the middle? What are we doing out there right there? So, you know, it's like, you know, it's the it's teaching them to think like basketball players opposed to just out there running around taking bad shots. So, I mean, I, I think defensively, putting defense in first, their offense will come along. Their de- defense to offense is the best way to go with these kids, man. If they can, if they can guard people, 
We get we got a lot of dirty points. I call. I'm like, if I can get, I tell them, if I get four layups a day for the game for you guys just stealing the balls. I'm happy with everybody out here. I get a charge, get some layups. If you guys did a jump shot, so be it in that situation. But that defense sparks that offense quick. Yeah, I mean, uh, defensively, that's that's another thing. I and this seems like a basketball podcast rather than a, <laughs> a hip hop podcast. But it's all good. Um, it's all good. Yeah, I, I I told Jay earlier, like, man, I I, I have my artists that I, I listen to, and that's that's it. But <laughs> I don't know too much about hip hop. But um, going back to the AAU stuff, like. Is it really basketball when they just press in the whole game? Like, are you really learning something about how to play basketball or are you just more athletic and more and, and, and quicker than the other team and just getting steals and layups? Like that and then you do that three games in a row on a Saturday. Like you're you're a basketball player, you're an AAU star. It are you gonna be does that equate to college basketball? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. So again, that's my that's my kind of um where I see AAU as like a downfall or a you know, I don't think I don't like that part of it. It's, it's the coaches, man. It's, it, some coaches are good sensei's in that situation. Some coaches are not very good coaches. Like, you know, like if it's one of the, if it's one of the dudes I played with, I know like if it's somebody I play with, I know they teach it the right way, you know, in that situation. If it's somebody that I don't know like that in that situation, depending on what how they learn basketball, or you know, they're just doing it for financial reasons, you pick it up right away. You get, you know, like you know, like I was telling earlier, the guy that we know from college, uh Beans, I felt like I feel like he teaches it the right way because he he was a point guard. You know, point guards or guards in general know everybody's responsibilities on that court. So it's hard for a point guard not to know what the center's supposed to do and what the three or the four is supposed to be doing out there. You know, they're field generals. So I think PG's made the best point, made the best coaches, to be honest with you. You know, I saw it from like a wing or four position at that point. So I don't see it the way like somebody with the ball in their hand all the time sees it. You know what I mean? So it's hard. AAU programs, a lot of times, are ran by either guys who never, never, never really played basketball, and they just want to be a coach, or somebody that Nike or did somebody playing in the community to be a leader at this point. So you know, there, there's a lot of that that goes on. So there's a lot of plants out there, like you know, you talking about studio plants and hip hop. There's artists we feel like they shouldn't be artists. There's coaches I feel like shouldn't be coaches. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad coaches out there. Me and No Stage are talking about their coach from high school, and what his experience is like. And one bad coach, man, can mess up your whole love of basketball at that point. I've had bad coaches. You know, a bad coach is somebody I don't care about as a person. All they care about is winning and losing. You know, I really, I don't care if we win one game, but if I can make you a better person or make you feel like you belong in this program, I mean, that's cool with me. It's not about winning all the time. I like winning, but it's a price for winning in this situation. I really have this coach come up to me, be real with me and say, hey, man, you might not go D one, but I can make sure you go D two or D three, and that's the that's the reality check with these kids. You got to have sometimes be like, look, you know what, D one is up here. You're right. Why I send my kids videos of what to watch, 
for who to watch. There's some players I let them watch. And some and some coaches said, like, like I'm not telling you go watch a Calipari video. <laughs> you know, you know, that's Kentucky's a whole different mentality compared to the rest of basketball. But there's some great coaches out there. They ain't coaching on ESPN every week. They're just great people, you know what I mean, with great stuff to say to you. So Marla, what is it about um to continue the basketball podcast conversation? <laughs> you brought up nice. you brought up college. You you invoked it a couple of times. So I'm curious, like, do you feel like there's like a certain type of style of play that's that's dope in college that might that might get lost when it when like when it reaches to the NBA? Because um I, I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, I mean my, my favorite basketball to watch would be would be FIBA or like overseas, but um I think the the loss aspect is the is the team, like the the team game, right? Um in college there's certain strategies that you that you implement. There's there's plays that you run. When you get to the NBA, the star gotta get their shots. The star gotta get their ISO plays. And when when you talk about running a play in in uh in the NBA, it's really to get the star or who if if it's a shooter, right? The shooter only get one or two plays, but really your star gets it on their spot. They'll set a cross screen to get their their player in the mid post, and then they just throw it to them with about fourteen seconds on the clock, and then that's the play. But again, when you get to that level, like. I'm taking that all day. If if I got Kawhi down there and he scores 50% of the time, I'm taking I'm taking those percentages all day. Like why not? Um but yeah, the the lost art is is the 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 team aspect and that's that's part of the reason why I, I was really into the Spurs. The Spurs were my favorite team for a while. Um and then and then Golden State kind of took over in terms of how they how they just move the ball. It didn't matter who who scored the point, but that ball is just moving just because they're all clicking on the same page. There's energy in that ball movement. Is is yeah. energy like you know when the ball sticks out there, and people get to like set the defense. Like you know, you teach kids get the ball out and go. Don't let them set up. Don't wait for them to get in their zone or whatever. Little kids wait for them to set up. I'm like, uh, uh, go, 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 go. It's pace and space pretty much. You know, Golden State, Golden State taught us pace and space. And then they also taught us that the way they moved, the way they, the championship teams, the way they moved the ball is incredible, man. You know, it was like boom, 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 layup three. And those guys knew mm -hmm. where, the guys knew where to feed people at on the court. So it's like, I, I would say like, you're right about FIBA. FIBA is a pretty game right now. The NBA is ISO, ISO, ISO. The NBA is like, but think about it, everybody, every every everybody in the NBA is a star somewhere. So the worst guy on the team is the star of Northwest Kentucky. You know what I mean? And he only get in the game. So everybody on that bench, like you know, people always talk about, you know, you call a grown man a bum in the NBA. You got to react really ask yourself a question. If that bum came to your gym today, he giving y'all fifty. That's the crazy thing about it. an NBA bum is a fifty point guy in the wild in the wild on the weekend. You know, he'll put 50 on your head real quick. You know, I I used to feel that way. You know, we used to play at the Armory on the north side, and you get, like, Crawford and all them, Jamal Crawford, when he lived here. They come to the gym, and, you know, you know Jamal Crawford's nice. I mean, he's nice, but 
you might see like Marcus Pfizer. You know, I know you remember Marcus Pfizer. You're like, oh man, I can bust it. Uh-uh. No, that's that's a whole different, that's a grown man right there. So it's an NBA player. Plus he got he got you know he got you know he got access to weight programs and, and, and food programs that we don't even know about, and also supplements we don't want to know about. So it's a, it's a, it's different. Like you know, you tell a kid today. If you can't, they play one-on-one all day. These are professional scorers. These people have one job, get buckets. You know, mm-hmm. you know everybody, you know, old dude over there might be, he might be a better defender, but good offense kills good defense names at the time in the NBA today because you can guard that guy the right way. He'll still get you for it. You can see every player contesting the shot and closing out. He's still hit it. It don't matter. That's a professional score. It don't matter. Like you said. Professional score. And I, I, it took me a long time to understand that, but there's some people out there, that's what they do for a living. They take souls. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. We had a guy, we had a guy pop in on us like that, like a couple of times on the north side. And we didn't know, we, we played in Italy for a while. Dude, we played up to, we were playing four quarters, 10 minute quarters. He has 72. And I'm just like, this is not natural, but that's what he do for a living. He does that in Italy for a living. So, you you know that's when you got that's when you got to put a harder foul on him not to be disrespectful you might lay him out at that point when he get to fifty he should never get to fifty I'm not saying <laughs> you know you might make him feel it or something like that but you know there are people out there man come light up a gym like they do it to us at the Paul all the time I went to Paul after uh, after I left Benedictine and um, man I I ain't never seen so many professional scores in my life man it's like you go you're in the gym. Cats coming from all over Europe just killing people. They come home on the weekends or come home at the at the after the European season over. You got killers on deck. Fifteen points is short in that gym. The Ray mm-hmm. Myers Center. It was a short fifteen points, man. You, <laughs> you close your eyes and that dude got eight out of that fifteen. But you learn how to play basketball at that point. So Marlo, I love I love the team aspect you brought up. Mm-hmm. And I know we're sort of rounding out the hour, so mm-hmm. We might be looking for some final thoughts, but I, I can't help but think about, you know, hip, my own hip hop inspiration and everything. So like these last few episodes, we've had some people that have been interested in rock and punk, and I can't help but identify that in hip hop too. Cause there is that mm-hmm. angst, there is that energy, there's that, that rock element too. But the team element you talk about in basketball is just like blowing up my mind because like you know, like for me, it was all about the woo, right? But coming up in the 90s, you always had the hip hop groups. You had like Flip Mode Squad and Terra Squad. So for me, I was always looking for that like hip hop collective that kind of like had everyone in sync and every, brought everybody to kind of shine. So it's it's kind of dope to hear you kind of like share love for basketball as, as a team game because like this is kind of like on a tangent, but um, I remember this professor that I worked for he said that if you <laughs> if you pulled apart a Google search history, right, and the word selfish, and you isolated it with any sport, for some reason, basketball is the only sport that is lumped together, right? So you think about the baseball aspect or football or whatever, soccer for that matter. But for some reason, when you Google selfish basketball, that's like a higher keyword search than any other sport. And it kind of goes to what y'all were talking about, you know, with the hero ball, the professional scores or whatnot. Um, that's, in- that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I also wanna, I, and I'm, I'm trying to, while you say that, I'm like trying to figure out why 
they would be like that. But I guess because in any other sport, you can't just take the ball. And I mean, I guess you can do it in soccer, but it's a lot more work because that, that field is huge. But in basketball, you can literally get past the ball and you're going to shoot it for sure. <laughs> like, And you can do that every time. You can't do that in baseball. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's but... like there's endless like threads, there's endless overlap. And then I was just thinking about for me, for my kids, I'm, I'm helping coach seventh graders. I'm trying to teach them that, you know, you are a threat out there and they already know who the strong scores are. So it's almost to the point where they're just shutting themselves mentally that they can't be a threat. Like I had to stop the stop practice. Like, hey, why aren't you at least taking a look at the rim? Like you are a threat. You're out there. It's not like soccer. You're not like a forward score. Like if you're mm -hmm. legitimately there and you're wide open, like take a look, you know. This concludes part one of episode number 44. Thank you for listening to the Hip Pod Heads podcast, a podcast where No Sage and Novak discuss their favorite hip hop moments. Share, like, subs, comment to the show on YouTube and Spotify. Go out and listen to something dope today.